Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, friends. Oh, hi. No, <laughs> <laughs> we were recording. Hello, my name is Elise Bradford, writer and narrator of Average Folks. I'm Hope Bellinger, director of Average Folks. And we got we got a fun little uh, commentary episode for you, a little mid-season break. Yeah. Uh, we're going to listen to episode one, but with memes from our mouths. Amen. And, <laughs> and commentary. Um, some Whatever comes to mind, it will be good. Wow, that music from Liam Greenlee. Um, fun fact actually about this theme is Liam applied to be composer and he was the only one who sent in sound bites from like his brain about what the story felt like. And it was a very different version of this. And I listened to it in the Fred Marier parking lot and I cried. <laughs> Basically, every time throughout the early process, Liam would be like, here's something I'm working on, and we'd each listen to it, and we'd cry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we still do that now. Yeah. It's just more business <laughs> We, like, get 15 seconds of crying, and then we have to move on. Yeah. And then I just go, good job, Liam. And he goes, I'm going to fix it tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> what do you think messy means? <laughs> It reminds me a little of, like, Zelda music. Yeah! It is 4 a.m. There she is. The sky is a bruise, black a and blue. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you read this, Louise? 8,000. Between these hills runs a road. It's bumpy with uneven stones and cracked concrete. All is quiet. I really Aside like this theme. The cranky I really like this of a red SUV. I will say that often about anything. <laughs> this is driven um, by a boy named Dylan. It, I have become desensitized listening to my own voice. Yay! acquired an orange flowery button-up. With the sleeves rolled it is weird twice, to think that a lot of people listen to average folks before bed. When he sits, so I'm kind of like your very like calm app to wrinkle them. reader. I don't think I could do a narrative podcast before bed. I can do like informational or like comedy podcasts before bed, but if there's a story, now bruh. Oh yeah, that'll do. He pulls off the main road. Dylan forewind bringing a coat due to aesthetic reasons. The dry chill in the air begs him to have reconsidered. He collects his resolve and combs the peak of this hill for the perfect place to lay out the circle. There. 
He finds a shallow spot in the grass, satisfactory in size and terrain. He produces a small I think I rewrote this scene and a mini ruler. Like seven times. Seven identical rounded yellow rocks into his palm. And what was it like before? Exactly. Well, it was based, it was based off of um, in a circle. Irish folklore, first of all. Mm. So this is really the only remnants you'll see of it is because, like, the fairy circle. Mm -hmm. And that's what the circles are based off of. But I think after the scene where I was like, oh, I have to actually look up things and learn things, I decided I don't want to risk appropriation of culture, first of all. Um, and second of all and third of all. A bit impatiently. And fourth of all, that's he just a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely not early. She is late. Ah! Fashionably. There was a woman in the circle that was not there before. She stands quite wild-eyed before Dylan, breathless and surprised. She's taller than him, which isn't rare, but definitely a mental turtle. Always. Her face is an expressive oval, complete with sharp, dark eyes and a thin mouth currently warped into a frown. A tangled mess of hair, colored with all of the grayish colors of a brewing cumulonimbus cloud, is tied above her head in a clump. When she sees Dylan, her left hand, bearing a particularly menacing walking stick, lightens its grip. Dylan throws his hands out, welcoming. Hey, hello! Are you Tara? You're not Logan. No, no. I'm I Dylan, have, his personal um, assistant. I mean, secretary. From the beta, I'm when I did Alice. all of Tara's, like, Alice. noises, I would use right. that one stick that I put fingers at him alert, sitting in my eyes living room. wide before briskly walking down the hill. He notices that she doesn't have any luggage, save for the backpack on her back, a large embroidered satchel, and the stick. Her satchel's lid is torn clean off. Rough morning? Sure. Her boots part the red grass. Honestly, Dylan here is just what it's like when you're trying to interact with a coworker in a meaningful way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, how was your day? And they just go, good. Um, do you know that your bag is a little broken? Oh, look at that. I guess I do. Okay, cool. Um, you're dropping a lot oh, of stuff. Shit. But I got, like, most of it, I think. Tara softens her pace to watch Dylan stack the bottles and slips of paper in his arms. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, that's my apothecary bag. Apathy? Apothecary? It's medicine, herbs, It was only, like, halfway through this like process that, oh, that I could, gotcha. just, could, wow, could consistently so cool. say apothecary have, like, correctly. Around <laughs> <spells and> <laughs> <laughs> episode six, <laughs> when Tara gets tired of explaining it. <laughs> oh, got it, got it. I do really like how we do a callback to this moment in episode four. <laughs> like, Dylan has no concept of what a wise one should be. backpack and broken bag carelessly into the backseat. He helpfully dumps his collection of littered items into it. She seems to finally notice the state of her pants and takes a moment to fuss at the tear in the right knee. <sighs> Great day. Dylan opts not to mention that she's getting blood on the upholstery. Um, I think Logan ever got really? that out. Okay. No. I just Good. think that we really ought to get going. What happened to you? 
Nothing much, just got a little cut. Tara bristles against the morning breeze, panning slowly to look over her shoulder. She sees something that Dylan does not. What? How did you- Dylan watches as Tara is suddenly tossed into the air like a ball. Did the sound of the lore come first? Like, what part car. of the lore came first? She lands in two rolls and a flop. Well, they started out Dylan as like little. They didn't have any color to them at all. So they're just uh, shadows. Hello. But they always Over had little rolling eyes. And this one was I'm always kind of like it's a little totally spider boy. I was thrown. Tara has been flung. Yeah. And then this was originally going to be the only lore. Oh. By what? Are you okay? But that. That didn't happen. <laughs> I don't want to say like too much because we're only in mid-season. When she says it, sweet Dylan can only assume she means the stick. But no, she means the source of the mysterious ticking when sound. When Luke first like, he showed us the sound, okay. this was but not was what right. I was imagining with the, the clicking sound. No. But it is so deeply sound. unsettling and terrifying. Yeah. Because it's rhythmic. And it's like, imagining uh, this thing walking towards you with five legs, but it's just like, do, do, do. Like, I don't like that. Please sleep paralysis. It's no problem. I can walk it over. We got literally all day. <laughs> this clicking isn't for him, and thus he can't hear it. Just Tara. And us. Hand it to me now! I'm so inclusive. Dylan flinches, checking the sound reaction. And us. <laughs> Dylan may not have heard the clicking, or seen the clicking thing. But he definitely notes the new translucent russet blood that drips from the tip of Tara's weapon. Only for I imagine, ago, like, I think it's in it fades into the Poltergeist sinking that, like, the they come back from, like, the spirit realm and they're covered in what is very clearly strawberry jam. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like, I picture what? jam. <laughs> is that the dead? Yeah. I think in the beta, I described the blood as jelly-like, so that's probably why. <laughs> Through this process, I realized that I will write things and not have a clear concept of what that means. And the cast members will always go, is this what you mean? And I'll be like, ah, uh. Thank you. Okay. To the car! Are you okay? That's peak Tara. Start the car, please. I mean... We need to go! Promptly frazzled, Dylan flops into the driver's seat and steps on the gas. Tara jams her staff into the back. The sky is bluer than it was. The grass seems bloodier against it. The clock reads 4.17. Liam also wrote all of the radio music. Have, like, a favorite radio station. <laughs> oh, this is great. Big thumbs up. Dylan, you said? Uh, yeah, Tara. Yep. Hey, where's Logan? He said in the offer that he would be the one picking me up. He was caught up with work and stuff. Couldn't make it. Oh. <laughs> Paperwork at 4 a.m.? Yeah, his words. <laughs> Logan's in college, he's doing his though, best. <laughs> I think. Let me know if you have any questions in the meantime. Tara studies him with a dash of what? Dylan reads as consternation. He wonders if this is a profit thing. He's getting a little sweaty. So, 
Alopecia? Excuse me? Sorry. Your skin. Tira refers to the splotchy blanch spots that pepper Dylan's body as if he is a painted pony. They wrap around his right eye, trickle over his left ear, and cradle his chin. I feel like Dylan was it the clearest character. On his arms mm. and that I could oh, little Igo. Similar thing, but yeah, it's always been Also, we just, we pronounced vitiligo wrong the entire time until like the last day of recording. But in my defense, I was going off of, I had a friend who had it in junior high and they said vitiligo once. And I believed them because they had the condition, but they were also a junior higher who didn't know how to read. <laughs> So now I see my hubris. <laughs> I have thus been corrected. We take this moment to smile at each other. That is, until the vehicle jerks as something thuds onto the roof. Whoa, we got some wildlife hitchhiking? You hear that? Is that bad? That's not great. It tries to punch a hole through the roof and fails. A small dent plume bobs over Tara's head. It succeeds with the rear window. The vehicle swerves, running over the safety sidelines, adding to this cacophony with loud thumps. Watch the road, Dylan. Okay, so what are you seeing? What the f- Watch the road! Dylan yanks the wheel, narrowly missing the divot on the side of the road. Keeping her eyes on the gaping hole in the trunk, Tara feels around the back seat for her walking stick. Something joins within the car. Something makes eye contact with Tara, who swings, and something slinks out the back. Dylan takes a soft gander and sees nothing. Tara's facing the front again, chest heaving, her staff nestled in her elbow. Wind licks up the hair from their necks. Dylan makes direct eye contact with the road through the gaping hole in the trunk. I can always picture this so them? clearly. I'll talk to him. Don't worry. Great. Yes. Good. So, what? It's been following me all night. What has? I don't really know. Is this like a, like a prophet thing? You know what? Maybe. Love to hear it. Is it gone? Yeah. Yes. I'd speed up though if I were you. Tara notes a slight chipping at the point of her staff. Upon further investigation, a crumple of greenery breaks into dust in her fingers. Are prophets allowed to cuss? Folks are usually too afraid to tell me differently. Prophets what about, who cuss. you know. Dylan gestures to the ceiling. I like to believe many I of like them would. Okay, <laughs> how long is the drive? Uh, about an hour and a half. You cool if I just take a quick nap? Totally, yeah. Go for it, folk. Oh, to be able to nap <laughs> yeah. after a travesty of that I mean, like, adrenaline wears off, you get sleepy. That fast? Speed run. Tara's trained for this. <laughs> he didn't see anything, which was apparently good to Tara. Or was that bad? He definitely saw Tara get yeeted into the sky, and he witnessed that whole thing with the trunk. Hitchhikers, maybe. A wild animal, probably. 
he has a long day ahead of him. The official headcanon that he settles on is a very speedy mountain lion. This was the moment the when I was reading the original script the that I knew I was in. <laughs> then That's wonderful. I was sitting in a corner at chapters. Um, for those of you who do not know, that is a local coffee shop. And I was just cackling to myself quietly. <laughs> sat and read the script. <laughs> Um, during the workshop, I tried to um, manage it myself, and I don't do well in directorial positions. And I cried, and my teacher said, What about your friend who is a director? And I was like, Oh my god. Big brain, Brian. Wow. A folk stands outside of it, waiting for them. They are young and Bored looking, Willow. but certainly not boring looking. Flame blue hair spikes out on all sides of their head, bangs sticking straight up. I like wish I were as cool as Willow. Giant orange earrings. Everyone does. Yeah. Thick black eyeliner and I love their um, eyes and a like at this mid-season point, we'll, like ask people what their favorite character is. It's usually like Tara or Willow. <laughs> Two very different frequencies. <laughs> Something for everyone. Though they wave wildly as the car slows to a stop. Dylan rolls down the window. <laughs> D! Willow! I was afraid I wouldn't catch you. Don't you normally get the graveyard shift? Yeah, but I switched with my early morning friend, so I slept one more hour than I usually do. Um, my favorite, <laughs> the cast is very helpful. <laughs> someone pointed out that in the beta, that Willow oh, didn't see... Willow right just like was seeing Section Dylan for the first time, but they would also pass the like little border kiosk <laughs> leaving. <I assume laughs> so they would have had to have seen each other. <laughs> and those moments happen so much, it makes me so mad. The machinations of reality are incredibly hard to track. Deceased. My name is Willow. So the continuity was hardly fought for. <laughs> Welcome, I'm gonna love and protect you, both because it's my job and because you've got solid vibes. So what you up to here, Terabu? Terabu? Tara mouths to Dylan. She's a new prophetess for Valis. Prophetess. Willow mouths to Dylan. The I think that's wise one of my woman. favorite tropes. Oh, <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> There's two characters saying yeah, something uh, in the same way. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, she's actually deceased. Uh, how long ago was that? Three years, I think. You haven't had a prophetess for three years? Um, nope. So, Tara, you'll be Something that I think you do really well, Elise, is that I've read, like, articles and posts and stuff about how in, like, fantasy worlds, a lot of times, ordinary people are written as having, knowing exactly how major world events impact their everyday lives. But, like, that's not how real people work. And so I just love that people are like, I think her prophetess died, like, three years ago. Not totally sure. Yeah. Hey, No, that was one of my favorite things about, like, the whole coconut thing. Because, like, some people are like, yeah, that's a coconut. And others are like, what? A bowling ball? Because, like, people get that way about dragon fruit now. Yeah. We do that. Elise and I both had the uncomfortable realization after the, for us, very long coconut saga that we haven't had fresh coconut. 
<laughs> Which is just real weird to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that I will just is a core memory now is um, Thomas, who played the coconut vendor, as a goodbye gift. <laughs> he gifted Hope and, Hope and I, like, coconut flakes. <laughs> and it was such a meta joke. <laughs> At first, I was like, Thomas, what is this? <laughs> I got it an hour later after you had already left, and I just laughed to myself in the recording studio. We are now in the territory known to this world map as Valis. Valis means valley in Latin. We have fun around here. Let's pan away and greet Tara's welcome committee. Um, the Lyoth family theme, theme the that's coming up. Theme theme? Stand the Lyoth family theme Lyoth. coming up is one of my favorites. It is They're all my favorites. <laughs> and the I also really like this one too. Stark difference. Ellie has at least mimicked presentability. A soft blue dress blasts her petite curves a fanfare of compliments. And she's meticulously curled her hair to the point that... It is so gorgeously voluminous that it truly may render you deaf. What's the, the height order of all the lies? This is an audio adventure. June has taken okay, a picture. different approach. Eller at the bottom. And this outfit Ellie. of the day is a mid-length red bathrobe over his waist. He's lanky and freckled. He looks a bit grumpy, See, I picture Dune is taller, but I think that's just because Danny is very tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were curious, the briefs He holds himself in a very long boy way. Cursive print of a dick. Uh, if you weren't curious, neither was Ellie, but here she is, and hey. One of the first questions I always get from anyone who's listened to episode one is, what does a cursive dick look like? <laughs> and it's, it's basically a cursive eye. You can do it very easily. Yeah, it's... And it's our first impression on the new wise woman. Yeah, yeah, that's what I picture. Um, if you didn't see that, that's on you, listener. Could... You at least pretend to be excited? I'm excited to see Dill. Oh, yeah, me too. So I can tell him he really fucked up at getting dad off his ass. Gabby and Danny's chemistry as <laughs> <is> siblings <laughs> <laughs> too powerful. <laughs> this is still one of my favorite scenes. Ellie and Dune watch him park, meticulously keeping the front of the car facing the house. What is he I wonder doing? what Dylan's thought process in that was. Know. That's not a market. It's like if they can't see the back of the car, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that has to be. He's like, oh, hopefully so boots hit the gravel. Something in their chests flutter. Something in their stomachs lurch. Get ready for the brimstone. She's going to be great for Valis. For us. Like Helga was? Yeah. Those damnation prophecies were pretty lit. You know it's majorly metaphorical. You know it's majorly metaphorical. <laughs> Shut up. They're here. <laughs> Dylan Just like a gray-haired <laughs> That's all Danny. <laughs> Half of the things Dune says is just <laughs> something I will hear Danny say. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's in there now. <laughs> there was a moment of surveillance between the two parties. Is that her? Yes. Her hair is so cute. Do you think it's like dyed? That, or she's actually 300 years old. <gasps> 300. Is that possible? <laughs> Yeah. This makes me very excited for everyone to no. hear episode eight. No, that's fake. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> no, 
Good things are coming, folks. <laughs> yeah. Half of them. Ah, no, literal halves. But two out of four. Yeah, I got that. Okay, great, amazing. Just checking. Dell, did you forget how to park? Dune, did you forget how to dress? I did not forget. I forwent. Hi, Tara. Welcome to Lyoth Hall. What happened to you? Yeah, speedy mountain lion. Ellie's eyes become dinner plates. Literally. Dune's mouth becomes dinner <laughs> Dylan matches Tara with a sparkle in his eye. So he was right. He assumes, anyway. What? That's crazy. Fuck, like, yeah, it's true. Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, by what? Just wildlife, you know? I don't. Actually. Oh, your poor pants. Oh, your poor bag, Tara. Yeah, uh. And you are? Right. I'm Ellie, Logan's daughter. Logan's middle boy. Dune. Like a sand dune, but without the sand. Where did the sand go? Windy day. Sad. Hey, where's Logan? Oh, uh, he's probably just getting asleep. right upstairs. He's <laughs> asleep. Still... I set three alarms for him. What are you guys even doing up? Yeah, I heard them from two doors down. Also heard them get snoozed. He told us last night that we'd be a part of the welcoming committee. Which I guess translates to letting him sleep in. I'm Effective so sorry, Tara. Management it's strategy. not usually like mm -hmm. this. No Can't say Logan's not efficient. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to meet you anyways. We're so excited I to have you. I think my favorite I'm thing to hear to from people so far is yeah, their opinions look, on Logan. Because <laughs> episode so one and two, Logan, everyone's just like, ah, oh, I hate him. Then episode three rolls around and they're like, okay. And episode four, it's like, ah, you're humanizing him. <laughs> but it's just so interesting. The car, then haste after Dune and Ellie. Morning light mists the entryway through towering windows. The ground is opaque tile, with a deep blue carpet striping down the middle. In the center is a large set of double doors, and another to their immediate left. We're in kind of a renovation phase, so it's a little gaudy right now. The center doors lead to our meeting hall, I think which is where like, the territory will be happening really later helps. in the morning. You Those doors over on there the are picture. the public library. Yeah, it creeps together right so well. Is the dining room and kitchen. That's the easiest to remember. It's the big circle room. Tara will not pertain. And that was one of the early things too. Is the kitchen was a circle room. To not do oh, offices I don't know why. I just liked it. It's the vibes. Mm -hmm. Dad's yours. Yeah, my default excited. for writing all of season it's one nice. was just focus on what's interesting to me, and then it will be interesting to the audience. Yeah. It's big. Fancy. It's a bit much. Yeah. They climbed the stairs. Dylan departs from them on the second floor. I'll go check on Logan. If he's dead, tell us via cake. Red velvet, please. The comic sans for the font. Dylan pulls out another one. <laughs> and Dylan going to Baskin Robin <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> can I get a cake that says Your dad's dead Your father I'm has died <laughs> I know that You want to know how I know that? Because you say it three times a day Then insist you put shredded cheese on everything Actual conversation that I have with many people He stops at a door near the end Sometimes I am Dune Sometimes I am Ellie Tara, Ellie, and Dune move onwards Up another flight how many folks live here? 
Me, Dune, Mom and Dad, Eller and Mikey. They're my other brothers. Dylan. Yeah, Dylan and... Agnes. Yeah, and you, so eight. Agnes? Yeah. You know her? I don't know her well, but she's the one who got me the interview with Logan. She's a secretary too, right? Yep. She's our mom's. Luciana's personal assistant, yeah. Wow. Fate is a wild card. Big coincidence, more like. Neither of those are true. Ellie and Dune exchange glances as they make it to the third floor. Mystical. Ellie mouths to Dune. Dumb. Dune mouths to Ellie. This was our last wise woman, Helga's room. It may need some tidying up. It hasn't been touched since she died. Tara stares through this, this fading door at the end of the hall. She didn't die in there, did she? No, no. Why? Would that be bad? Is there ghosts here? Uh, no. Just curious. She died while she was away. Do ghosts happen in this world? Uh-huh. Yeah, hmm. we heard she had vertigo and teeter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> A moment of albeit awkward I don't, silence. I don't know. I think the same way if they happen here. Hmm. Ellie unlocks the door and hands off the key to Tara. I like to think there's some weight in the conversations in episode five. Mm. It is modest and dusty in here. A kitchenette is at their immediate right. A couch and TV just beyond. This is based off of the basement floor of the house I live in. I live in back home in California. There are. It was mid-quarantine, and I was like, what does Tara's room look like? And then I just turned around and I went, yep, sure. Yeah, she was insane. She was sewing all the time when she wasn't telling us we were all going to get mauled to death by the darkness of our souls. Cool. Which is, that's like a load of shit, right? Too early to tell. Oh, cool. That's... Dune slouches into the corner of the room and begins nervously biting his thumbnail. I think around this Tara time is when everyone's like, the Dune is the most relatable character. <laughs> That's what I always Dust get, too. <laughs> Tara tugs on them once in an attempt to open them. The entire curtain rips off and limply sits on the floor. The three watch it for a bit. Mood. Are these curtains Being awake a quilt? at 6 a.m. Yeah. is just like that. We were kind of yeah. afraid to touch anything. Didn't want to. That's one thing that I realized. Sacred is or very like. Or I appreciate the thought. A test, but I guess a testimonial quilts. to average folks, Nothing and also the, the way I like I mean, to write. You've been is that I love those little conversations stick. that don't have anything is to do with the plot. Yeah, but it like really furthers the characters and everything, and they're always my favorite. The open doorway and slumps on the couch and a puff of dust <sighs> is the cake in the oven nice continuity error l we settled on ice cream uh tara really like that line. <laughs> i was going to connect with you briefly before the monthly territory hall meeting at 11 where you'll be introduced to the folks tara's lips purse dylan rather enjoys watching tara experience what he assumes will be a very typical day working with Logan Lyoth for the first time. She looks like she's trying hard not to look like she's blowing off the big balloon. That could have been explained beforehand, so you wouldn't have to pick me up at 4 a.m. You'd think so, wouldn't you? That requires thinking. And a concrete concept of time. 
I like to think that Logan has time to learn to the results. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, darn. It's pretty I'm consistent. Yeah. Logan wants me to check on the meeting room and then figure out a box for profit requests. Oh, and Tara, if you can make a list of things you need to replace or fix in here by the end of the day, that would be lit. Dylan's eyes skirt from the curtain on the floor to the lack of curtains on the curtain rod. That's a mood. That's what I said. Maybe just make a list of Me what you want to keep. Other. Maybe shorter. <laughs> Will do. Do you get a break today? I like to think that driving to the hills and back was my break. Besides, it's almost lunch, right? Breakfast. Almost breakfast. Dylan's sad eyes shrink. I'll fix you a little mixer and leave it in the fridge if you want. <sighs> You're a stud, but I should remain level-headed. Big day. Can you imagine drinking hard liquor at oh, a.m.? The three look respectfully at Tara. Don't be coy, Tara. It's you. Ah, uh, sleep. <laughs> sleep will be good. Mystical. Dune mouths to Ellie. Stop. Ellie mouths to Dune. Let's leave her to it. Big day for you too, Tara. I'll lock you down, Dill. I'm headed back to my room anyway. Dylan stands a little straighter at this. Awkwardly formal. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Bye, Tara. Yeah, I'll catch you at the meeting. Eleven. Remember that. Thanks for everything this morning. Dylan beams at her. Dutifully. Allowing his eyes to flitter to her torn up satchel. A bit of pain mixes with this politeness. <laughs> Poor Dylan. <laughs> this is only the beginning of WTS hours. <laughs> from toes to heels, watching her new prophetess. I think that's she also one of my favorite tropes. This character who is not equipped gets stressed. <laughs> A thought leaves. Sounds try to climb their way up Ellie's throat, but her lips just won't part to let them through. Tara watches all of this happen serenely. Expectantly. A bit impatiently. What's up, Ellie? Nothing. Just happy to have a wise woman prophetess around. I'm... I'm gonna go. Oh. Okay. See you at the meeting. In Tara's defense, it is 5 a.m. In a very yeah. new situation. Tara is alone in a new place. We all know this sensation. Those first few moments in a new space that is ours, but it doesn't feel like it. Not yet. The walls will become familiar friends, but they aren't. They're yellow and weirdly fragrant. The fridge will be filled with our food, but now there's just one expired head of... I don't know, actually. Let's not dwell on it. This I do mean head of, like, broccoli or lettuce, not... I'm sure it would be more <laughs> Not something that she used to, to the at one point, be sentient. I think listening face. through, I'm like, oh. <laughs> but hey, I wrote 600 pages of content. Something's bound to slip through the crack. <laughs> she decides that her list of things to keep will go like this. The trash can and... And... Hmm. Maybe it's not a list, but a sentence. She changes out of her clothes and spends a total of five minutes trying to scrub out the grass and bloodstains in the sink before finally forfeiting and leaving them to soak. 
method Tara acting. Tara dumps out her apothecary <laughs> bag on the bed and grabs Gross. her notebook <laughs> and her pen. She sits at the desk, noting how little support the chair serves for her lower back, and tries to remember. She is no artist, but she always does this. She draws the things she has seen and has yet to understand. This notebook is relatively new. The sightings inside are relatively newer. Now she draws it. Uh, what had it looked like again? Feet pointed like needles. Four? No. It was an uneven distribution. Five. Its steps clicked, which likely meant no toes. Uh, reflexive, fast. What color? It was strange. Red. No. It was so fun to like, like I cut you off. No, I was gonna say something real dumb. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, it was just fun to act with Olivia in these types of scenes. That's all. She admires her drawing, though. Admire. I was just gonna ask if the lore appendages are like horse legs and that they're actually fingers. Specific sort of artists. A terrible cost of the trade. Ask again. Are the lore legs like horse legs and the like? Like they're but like acted like built like fingers. That's not so good. She flips through the booklet again, making sure. It's I'm not thinking good. about it. I'm not ignoring that <laughs> question. <laughs> I I imagine. Oh, dear listeners, she has a very confused look on her face. No, it's distress. <laughs> I don't. There is more description of episode four. Tara chucks it at the trash bin. She lays down. It's gotta have bones. She settles on top of the blankets. I thought it had like an exoskeleton. The bedside. I don't think we know at the point we're at. Where are the bones of the lore? Do the lore have bones? Because then if it's an exoskeleton, it would be insects. But they're also glowy, staticky boys. (laughs) Maybe the bones just go where they like. Feel it out. <laughs> the bones are sentient. But I hate this. Say less. <laughs> she wasn't really asking them to, anyways. But this silence is still residential, familiar, and always, always a little bit hurtful. Well, what now? She doesn't like to wait, yet she falls asleep doing just that. Five hours later, after drifting in and out of consciousness, Tara gets dressed for the Territory Hall meeting, feeling much worse than before. Nerves, you know. She wears a yellow top tucked into black pants, an outfit she coins as the powerful Bumblebee. The powerful bumblebee is based off of an outfit that I saw a friend wear one day. When she opens the door and I thought, her apartment, that's a powerful bumblebee. Excellent. There's someone standing at the mouth of the floor three stairwell. Logan? Is that you? Dylan? Dune? Tara adjusts her grip on her staff and casually walks further down the hall. I love the quiet we... here notice some things. It's folkish, 
I love with a the, sort of head, the, like, but too tall, the really soft, too all-encompassing, colorful, too like, moist. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> juice seeps from it like a sponge. It makes my it's skin crawl. It doesn't ever hit the floor. It just reabsorbs and changes shades like some gravity defined. Yeah, the lore did used to just be like yeah, black goo basically. Must be the but after Vibrant waves of I finished episode one with a workshop and everything. I just thought that was super boring and didn't at all encompass Tara what they actually were. Assumptions. So I just went mm, it's but neon blue. <laughs> definitely not Logan. And I like it. It turns clumsily and stumbles down the stairs. Um, also, before we had, like, pictures for anything and, like, artists helping with visions, I did, um, oh, is this the commercial break? Yeah, but you can keep talking. <laughs> I did just picture Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> like a cursed, glow-eyed Gumby. <laughs> That's all. Intermission. Well, let's get back to it. Eller Lyoth is making this a sandwich. Is, I think this is my favorite character intro. <laughs> He's serving a tastefully bland sweater and has decided to wear a belt today. As he accumulates ingredients, he frequently, excitedly pushes his glasses back up the ridge of his nose. Eller is never in a grand mood, per se, but he's a skosh preppier than usual. If anybody were to ask him, of course he would deny this. But deep, deep down, he's excited they're getting back today. They being his mother, Luciana Lyoth, partner to Logan Lyoth, with whom he has no qualms. Mikhail, Eller's half brother, whom Eller only I thinks about. My, one of my today, favorite lines from this, which is, and that thought is usually, hey, it's Mikhail. <laughs> I missed that line too. <laughs> Agnes is coming back today. Eller quite likes Agnes. Good form, that woman. Very convincing lips. Eller opens the fridge and fishes around for the cheese. When he closes the door, tag yourself. I'm the one looking for cheese. <laughs> hadn't been just now. Got you. They raise a large oblong-shaped weapon. Who? Wait. And they swing, Vibe clocking check. Eller in the face. Vibe check him, Your Honor. Through his skull. The shadow staggers back, 
He sees now that it is like Will does such a good job at just quintessential alertness. Everyone does such a good job with everything. She has the audacity to act surprised. What are you doing? But he really brings the the late teen chaos, (laughs) the angst. She looks Eller over, a bit perplexed. Oh, oh, you're Ellie and Dune's brother, Alex. No, (laughs) that's my brother's name. Eller's head takes a twenty-five degree tilt. I'm confused. Are you murdering me, or do you work here? I'm the prophetess. The huh? Wise woman. Ugh. Oh. I'm really sorry, uh, but Hold I... up, my, my ear's ringing. Ouch. That's probably temporary. That's probably okay, then. Every time I think he that's my own ear. He leans against the counter and presses his palm to his head. <sighs> Upon wincing and pulling away, he dryly notes some red nestled into his fingerprints. He touches it again. Ringing and bleeding. Please don't do that. It's really unsanitary. Oh, sorry. Are you annoyed? I would hate that. There is some seething eye contact. He breaks it off to go fishing through the drawers for a knife. This line was originally... It's Eller. Fishing through the drawers for a fork. Yes. And then I went, hey, he's eating a sandwich. (laughs) This is another one of those moments. And for some reason, I can't. It was so hard for me to say that line with a straight face. Because it's so passively belligerent. It's what he deserves. No, you're a part. Different moms. Oh? Yeah, dad had a real hoe face. We love that exposition. (laughs) We don't have time to unpack all that. Prophetess. What's your name? Tara. Look, Tara, it's whatever. It's the only time Eller ever says her real sandwich. name. Are you coming to the Territory Hall meeting? Why would I? There's going to be some good information shared about my role in the community. And as a member of the house, I figured it would be I don't know if this was the intention, but I love such strong armed. vibes from Tara. Of like, so, I can tell you need up. therapy. <laughs> Maybe you should come to this <laughs> meeting. He doesn't stick around I just the love the way... She treats the family. <laughs> Where it's, it's truly, I'm not the one who's going to be resolving these issues for you. That is not my job as a protagonist. But it's gone. At the very least, it's not an acting threat right now. Besides, Tara has a meeting to get to in. She checks her watch. Ten minutes. Yikes. The same entryway she walked through this morning is churning with daily life. A rainbow sea of folks walks through that main door and moseys into the meeting hall. She joins the wave and finds herself in a large room with rows of seats, facing a large table with four chairs behind it. Only one of them I is occupied. I do picture the multi-purpose room of my old high school. <laughs> Tara, welcome to the hall. Tara recognizes this voice. And I could assure you that while she has met several folks who aren't Logan today, that is not the case now. Logan Lyeth approaches. Cole is, is a such a kind person yeah. that I really feel like he's the only stature. option to play Logan <laughs> through an empathetic lens. His through his beard, it's been so interesting. Which is seasoned with a bit more white than all of the pictures Tara has seen. Logan, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. And you, Tara. How was the journey? Olivia and Cole are so, both so good at... I was followed. 
by a pretty mean-spirited creature from my end through the circle, so I should warn you about oh, your car. Oh, that's impossible. Only folks can make it through the circle. We thought. So I just want to assure you that I'll be looking into whatever Sounds messed up your like car. Sounds like you had a stressful morning. I hope you were able to get some rest between now and then. Tara takes a second to stare at him, a bit despondent. His eyes are bright, well-rested. Tara blinks some battering fatigue from her eyes as a critique. She would tell him about the car later, then. One could put it that way. I was hoping I would have a chance to speak with you more in depth. Yes, my hopes as well. Let's meet sometime this afternoon. Excellent. I agree. I love how However, listening to this, you're like, oh, how kind and reasonable. The and then that's <laughs> the last time you think that for a while. <laughs> I don't see what wasn't clear, but we can surely speak afterwards. I just want to make sure that we're on the same this page. This whole conversation is like exchanging professional work emails you with to someone you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk later. I just have a few questions. It'll be super fast. Let's take our seats. This could have gone on for longer, the two of them stating the same thing in different ways. Tara takes a seat between Logan and Dylan, creating an actually quite stunning tableau depicting Papa Bear, Mama Bear, and Baby Bear in terms of height distribution. <laughs> Dylan is Baby Bear. Sometimes I'll write things and it will this just be for me. <laughs> That's for me. Great. The last chair on the left remains empty. Dylan. Who's that for? Um, the priestess. She's a seat for the chapel, just as Logan is for the chiefdom, and you are for, well, you. Got it. Thank you. Where is she? I don't know. <laughs> I love. And thank you all for joining us here at Lion's Hall. We never get an answer. <laughs> the as priestess you is know, not there. I'm Logan Lyeth, chieftain of Vallis. We don't have much business to tend to today. <laughs> Thank the great they. <laughs> but first things first, I want you to remember that since we're now a couple weeks into the season of Solus, days will be longer, sunnier. So remember to check up on the solar panels. Make sure they're in an optimal position to get you enough sunlight to last you through the upcoming season of Ember. <laughs> um, we don't I didn't get have sun when the a rain name hits, for Ember, which and means you don't rain. want to burn out halfway it's, through. Yeah, it's rain. But, and as some um, so I put aware, the whole placeholder as a little <laughs> <laughs> <season> of <laughs> water <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I forgot to tell Cole. So we, like, read it through the first time, like, he <laughs> just, like, read through it seriously and then just, like, laughed for a minute. <laughs> Are you a wise woman or a prophetess? It's, it's just the same thing. Ah, here we usually use the term wise woman. Prophetess is what my home territory, Mare Opame, calls the practice. That's all. I'm sure I can respond to wise women as well. It simply feels more like a compliment than a job. <laughs> my expertise is <laughs> yeah. I also work in apothecary, consulting, second opinion, the scene and social was justice. This was one disputes. of the hardest ones. If to you write want a full rundown of my services, process. it's in the program. It's in the guidelines. It's, like, it's so it's expositional. Online. And I Starting do think it's really good. But I am an active cog uh, in whenever wheel. something has in information, I automatically view it as a boring until people <laughs> act it. And then I'm like, oh, this is actually really interesting. <laughs> well, hold on, Tara. Logan stands a bit hastily, shoving a casual hand in his pocket to balance the action out. Of course, 
I understand that you've been trained in the craft a very specific Can you way. imagine being in the audience? Here, we've been thriving as <laughs> without the prophetess for three years. the most exciting thing so to happen I in a hot minute. Quite happy I would not be able to give a bother. <laughs> Mainly servicing as an advisory only when we deem the matter unfit to figure out by ourselves. I'm not quite sure that's how it works. I don't even see the chapel the representative priestess. here. They are busy with matters beyond our control at the moment. I am simply stating that our previous I imagine that the priestess is just issues. out doing Some good readings, old chapel stuff. stuff. Like ah, so you got to do it. I think she just doesn't want to be there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it looks maybe, like maybe it's both. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have been called away. <laughs> I must go. Rises by 15. Your folks don't seem very happy. Can we all agree on these findings? Can you imagine being asked of, of your chieftain if you're happy with his <laughs> service? <laughs> nods and averted eyes. You may have the opinion that they like it better around here without a prophetess, but there is no data backing that there has been a benefit. Where are you getting those numbers? Oh, they were public files. I did my research. So, moving past the uncomfy part of this, let's just start fresh. Knowing that I know that you all need help through services that you are not currently receiving. Logan's eyes burrow into hers. She meets this beam. It's such a mood. I'm not here to be. Sometimes you just want to fight somebody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm here to help. This all being said, there is a request box in the back of the room. If you have any needs or inquiries that are included in this, this is such like an interesting win from Tara because it doesn't feel like Logan lost. Which will be posted later. Like he did, but also Tara sits. There's just so much under the surface. Yeah. Teeters back into his seat. Dylan taps Logan's elbow with his pen. Um, Logan, do you want to say that thing about the cleaner parking notice? Oh, well. Keep the parks clean. Dismissed. No, like, keeping parking spots clean. Like, you know, when folks pull up and garbage falls out when they open the door and it just doesn't get picked up. It's been a recurring issue in the market right. district. Yes. Watch for garbage just overall. Dismissed. So, when works best for you this afternoon? I'll find you when I have time. Logan stands and leaves the table. Dylan finishes writing. Tara worries away at her staff. How do you think that went? I think it went more typically than you think. Um, oh, just one thing you forgot. The request box is going to be outside your office after today, but if they want to add to it, they can take the effort to reach out. Oh, I'm sorry. There's literally no way you would have known. She watches that line for the prophetic inquiry box grow, smiling, eyes bright. Tara's day blurs, for your sake. It's a lot of being dragged around by these new members of her life in a daze. Namely Ellie, sometimes Dylan, and trailed by Dune as information is poured in one ear and out the other. Eller comes and goes like a ghost. Logan hasn't said another word to her, aside from a pleasantry at the dinner table. Can you pass the vegetables? No. Shout out to the Lias for having more than one vegetable at dinner. They're so healthy. (laughs) Just not (laughs) as a unit. (laughs) That sits in the back of her mind. With it is the strange gooey shape that coaxed her towards Eller before promptly exiting the chat. 
she's only gotten more tired and less sure. That billowing request box lingers in the right pocket of her mind, giving her overwhelmed brain a What a long day. Crash. Yeah. Just as Tara was planning on winding down for the day ahead, the hall lights up again. I'd be like, oh and man, now we gotta meet more people. <laughs> yeah. Hence the next scene. <laughs> the sun is down. The sky is black. Mike, 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 Mike. Freshly boy. returned from a week away on business that was not entirely his business. He casts a disassociative gaze into the freezer, loosening his maroon tie as he weighs his options. Yes, he had thought a lot about margaritas between the circle and home, yet... Hmm, there's something therapeutic about how awful this specific brand of whiskey is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This slyeth holds himself with a precise form of bashfulness, perhaps trained in him as he does represent his father in certain ways. But hey, in certain ways, he does not. He's a bit shyer in disposition and shares Ellie's downturned eyes and wiry brown hair, amplified in its springiness after the hecticness of I wish of his my day. hair was amplified in its it really springiness was a rough day. at the hecticness of yeah, my day. Both is good. Yeah. He unscrews the lid Mine of the margarita mix flat. and dumps yeah, the remaining whiskey inside. He gives Anyone the concoction got a hair good tips, shake. Um, email us at averagewixofficial <laughs> <laughs> at gmail.com. I hate that I wrote this from experience. You can mix any it's alcohol with anything, well <laughs> dear listener, no, but doesn't mean you should. His psyche has it just fills me with morbid curiosity that I strangely have not found out yet. Loud and frightening. <laughs> Mike Things themed drinks at bars. Right? You remember the pattern. It's fine. What would the drink be called? In. Soft boy with a panic disorder. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you get to sleep soon. Then you get to go back to the job you like tomorrow with the kiddos. That's nice, right? In and out. Yeah, except we still have stuff to do tonight. I can't. I Two. think Silas is just In. like the absolute perfect. On three, three. option four. Yeah. Kyle takes another. He long just brought so much integrity to Mikhail? a very vulnerable character. Yeah. Probably the most as the time goes forward and her we get to know a bit more is about Kyle. With a but hair I'm really proud of that through the character journey. And it's really the same upward angles as Dune and Eller. She wears a purple hemmed suit and honestly looks fantastic after suffering the same events as Mikhail, though. She's had a bit more experience. You doing and okay? Yeah. Epic Lucy time. Well, I mean, I'll be fine. Okay. She casually flaunts a joint nestled between her fingers as she joins her stepson and leans against the counter. Ah, so it didn't go well for her either. Agnes is already in there. The scene actually changed the most. I don't have to. Yeah. This is a completely different scene than it was in the beta. Because I really had 
the least How do you like idea about like the actual character uh, traits of they were Luciana really and into talking about stock prices. Mikhail. Yeah. But the actors really helped. If you don't like our salt prices, and I think I went fine. back after Just the entire season was your own and now I knew how to Is like, it mean to say I didn't well. like Braxton? He truly was the worst of them all. Good thing we get to trade with him for five years. All of the actors were so good at like having concepts Thanks of their characters. Like they wouldn't even necessarily speak dad. up about everything all Though the time. But like if at any point we asked them, like, hey, what do you like? What does your character think about this thing? Team. Like they'd have an answer. Yeah. No, it's mm -hmm. it was really fine. cool to I mean, just like comes with the name. See that work happening even the without intentional rehearsal here, time. Right? Yeah. Oh, right. Damn it. And it really just helped me with my writing too. Go. Like I think at, at one point I had Mikhail a much bigger cusser yeah. than he is now. Yeah. And then like Silas said fuck once and I was like, this is not the option for Mike. <laughs> this is not natural. This does not spark joy. Let's go. Luciana flicks the joint into the trash. Mikhail sets the bottle aside for later. They walk together through the hall into the red circular room. Candles line the dining table. Our solar panels still aren't working? Eller gets broody at night. Must forget to turn it off. They should be moved to the north roof. The east doesn't we get enough We were in the recording Preaching studio and our sound engineer. Because it used to be we need to move it to the east roof. The west doesn't get enough sun. And our meek little sound engineer actually went. That's not how the sun directions Logan. work. <laughs> and it was just the most Lucy random piece of information. <laughs> but that was another instance <laughs> where I was wrong. That's kind. Did we get the account? Yeah, we did in the end. Barely. It took Mikhail and I half the day to even get them on nearly the same page price-wise, right? Well, we compromised so we quite business. a bit. You... Are they taking our salt? You should have been there. There were some things that... But you got it. Yes, but it was a Mikhail drifts ball. away as Luciana and Logan hash things out, keeping towards his siblings. Mike! 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 <laughs> hey there. Dune charges and leaps into Mikhail's arms. I missed you, buddy. Aw, thanks. Did you miss me? Oh, definitely. Did you bring what I asked you to? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the fucking worst you cannot tell me they didn't have a single embroidery hoop i did look but they didn't have the type of wood you wanted and i asked and everything oh well, that's sweet and pointless because it isn't here you have failed me that hurts but i get it can you get off now please eat dune dismounts ellie takes his place hanging on to mikhail a bit more like a monkey climbing a tree she looks up at him in that big-eyed, sisterly way. Hey, Elle. Hey, Mikey. I dislike that. I know. Come meet Tara! Who? Tara, this is my brother. Well, not your only brother. Well, yeah, but he's the one I'm excited about. Tara, who has not changed out of the powerful Bumblebee, approaches him with a level of confidence that he doesn't dare match. His face is frozen in a pleasant expression, Eyes radiating an energy akin to a cornered small animal. Uh, hi. Hey, um, you're... I'm Tara, the prophetess. Mikhail? Yeah. <laughs> Just Mike. So many emotions in that one sound. <laughs> yep, <you laughs> <were. laughs> 
totally. Hey, look who finally decided Heck to show yeah. up. A younger woman makes eye contact with Tara. I the last adore how much fun Everything Lydia made Agnes. Yeah. Sort of it's just so, like, it's so Black impossible to hate Agnes. Ends at the ears, soft I mean, it's not eyes, impossible, skirt, but I really like Agnes. She smiles largely and waves smallly with her pen. Some of the panic lines dissolve from Tara's forehead. Agnes! Yes! Agnes goes straight in for the hug. Tara is not a hug person. I am Tara. <laughs> throws a reciprocating arm around her. Knew it would work out. Hey, Tara. Think they. I hope I'll be a good fit. Oh, no worries. Vallis's bar is on the floor, I promise you. How's your first day been? Bit of a whiplash. No one really knows what to do with me, do they? Yeah, totally. And I think it's just jarring, for Logan especially, because Helga was so lethargic and out of touch and ancient. And a home brewer. I have her old room, and she I just realized I picture Helga with red hair, no. even though she would have yeah, gray hair, because she's a prophetess. Oh, that's so on brand that mm. it's upsetting. I don't know why. How did the territory hall meeting Maybe, go? Hall um, meetings are usually a pissing contest, mm. but Well, what? I guess that's an open world question. If you're a prophetess, do you automatically <laughs> have gray hair? Mm -hmm. Oh, same. Lucy came out victor, of course. That Braxton guy was just, ugh. Wait, I imagine, oh, Eller has like, at the prophet school, oh, it must be so hard to tell who's to who. Smile. He seems just as pleased with life as he did when class. Tara punched him with her staff. Mm, nice. It has left a small red line. Tara eyes it, hoping her shame can projectile heal the wound. It cannot. Hey, how'd your... Yeah, hi. And hello, Agnes. Eller's eyes dilate. Agnes's mouth twitches. How interesting for later. Luciana has broken off from Logan, and the siblings part ways for their mom. Ellie, Dune, and Eller exchange the I missed you pleasantries. She returns I love them how with this half a heart. Come off, I always imagined this part as just like, there oh no yes, hello, my son, my daughter. But it really sounds like Luciana's just like, so hey kids, like, <laughs> moves on <laughs> like a cold mother. Sure no <laughs> this is not what I envisioned. <laughs> make it any less taxing, Luciana. Tara. Logan's arms wrap around his partner's waist as he inserts himself into the discussion. Dylan scrambles to join the cluster. Ellie beams, nestled between Mikhail and Dune. Eller broods beside Agnes. They all take a fairly awkward moment of silence, gazing hopefully and fearfully upon Tara. Ah, look, it's a full house meeting. Is this, are we doing a house meeting? Don't we take notes? No, so. Whatever Logan says next is missed by Tara because the blue folkish creature is back. The one Tara had followed that morning, with its gooping tendrils and relaxed stance. Now it stands on the table. As she suspects, Tara is the only one giving it the time of day. This part was really fun it to write, too, because when it has in episode one, I knew as much as the characters did about anything. To the dark mm. pole above. 
the room. So I really had no concept as to what the lore was or why it was doing this thing. I just knew that it felt right that I was doing it. And I followed the story to its natural conclusion with all of the circumstances. So it was really fun to kind of discover it with Tara. Would you look at that? Lights back on. Just a blimp. Blame Mikhail's drunk ass. I bet he left it on before he left. And you left it like that? For five days? Dune, it's fine. Just I'm just glad I don't have to climb on the roof to adjust the panel. You weren't ever going to anyways. The shadow's shoulders Big shrink. brain for the people of Ballas would be to like have more like rooftops. Gangly arm with jaws like if you're going to be getting on the roof the on a regular basis once, anyway. Twice, then quickly. Oh, make yourself a little, I don't know, a perch. Really. Oh, they do have a lot up? like rounder. Tara watches this circle Ooh. of interrogation with plastic. But I still like the perch idea. The ominous figure has gone, and now Maybe she can seasonal? only see the lonely faces of the Lyoth family, Agnes, and Dylan. Dylan is taking notes of the dreadful things being said, with a bit of a drag in his lip. Agnes watches with Tara, but something in her eyes enjoys it openly. Sides are taken. For what, though? Tara can't comprehend the battle. Are we still on about the light? Yep. This, I like it? how Tara's always just like, yeah, they need therapy. <laughs> what else is new over there? <laughs> what are these hellish creatures? <laughs> Back in her room, after the argument had dissolved upon the mention of Yeah, the I think my favorite ahead, thing in writing Tara was another quilt. I wanted her to she be such a, pen to a paper, intelligent the shadow she had seen. And dynamic and character that it was a challenge to come up with scenarios that stumped her <laughs> because she's so well trained in like quote unquote doing the right thing small so i really liked annoying her <laughs> sparks joy strange <laughs> and you know you know that you have joined or done or begun something yes <laughs> as prophetess Tara has acknowledged that part of her her entire life. But she hasn't felt the pending doom of it. Not yet. But now... Well... Tara closes the book. She considers going to bed. The work week starts tomorrow, and that prophetic inquiry box was filled. But, of course, there's one loose end that needs tidying up before she can get a full night of sleep. Tara answers the door. Logan Lyoth stands feverishly. His keys jingle lightly in his hands. Hey. Hey. What happened to my fucking car? Cool. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll catch you next week with episode six. We'll get our second half of the season. Yeah, keep sharing with your friends. Word of mouth is really our best asset. It's amazing. You're amazing. Um, we love you. <laughs> Not romantically, unless uh, no. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I'm more eloquent with writing. <laughs> we'll send you a kindly word of email. <laughs> Your support means a lot. I hope you like the story. Catch you next week, folks.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Thank you.